0: Wow, we got here from Atlanta, a bunch of riders, a bunch of everything you got all in one in one setting here. My name is Eric Yaboa from Stone Mountain, Georgia. That's Georgia State grad, currently riding for Hogs Hoop. Um, so we're pretty excited about this. So we're gonna go around, everybody introduce yourselves and tell a little bit about yourself,
1: man. Um, I'm Jeremy Johnson, I'm from Athens, Georgia, Georgia State graduate, uh, currently working at the Oconee Enterprise in Watkinsville, Georgia. Um, Uh, To my left is uh,
2: Akeem Balaam uh, out of uh, of Douglas County, lived there for a pretty good bit of time, currently writing for, actually writing for a WNBA site called Beyond the W, and uh, also Georgia State grad, and uh, to my left is... Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up, my name is Rashad (laughs)
3: Milligan, I'm currently the sports editor of The Signal, I also work at GSTV, and uh, I'm from the north side, Marietta, Cobb County, also from the SWAT side on my dad's side, grew up in a split household, Cascade, Camp Creek, what's up? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, get a shout-out.
4: Uh, <clears throat> My name's David Norwood II from Macon, Georgia. I'm also a Georgia State alum. Uh, also a former Signal Sports Editor. I currently write for Queen City Hoops.
0: Nice, nice. So first off, y'all know what we got to get into, man. Mr. Dwight Howard. Coming back to Atlanta, how do y'all feel about number eight now? He's not number 12 anymore. He's not Superman. Well, he's still Superman. I'm
3: excited for the date. Uh, It's going to be a beautiful marriage, and uh, (laughs) I'm just excited to be championship for the city of Atlanta (laughs) to finally end that (laughs) job.
0: rashad has been saying for a minute now it's going to be a championship year. I don't know how do y'all feel about Dwight transitioning and in, in, like into this offense. I mean, do you think it's actually going to it'll be smooth or it's going to take some time to kind of kind of um, get it adjusted?
1: He doesn't fit.
0: He doesn't fit. He does not fit. Here comes the hot takes. What do we say about the hot takes? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, coming. Jeremy. It was why, why does he not fit into it's, Bud's system? It's exciting
1: for the fan base mm-hmm. to finally have a a star, which is kind of sad because. He's not actually a star. He's an old star. <laughs> that Atlanta fans have kind of.
0: Are we that desperate? Are you saying Atlanta fans are desperate enough desperate to hype this up? and reaching out for
1: a star wow. that's not even really a star anymore. He's a very good player. Mm-hmm. He just does not fit really what Bud's doing unless they use him in pick and roll, which, I mean, you can't pick and roll the entire game. So he has to add some kind of. Tell the
0: Clippers that. <laughs> That's why they're going home. Exactly. Second round
1: every year. So, I mean, if if they're using him in pick and roll, that, yeah. that he could get some use of him out of that. But as far as him fitting into their passing and being able to step out and shoot the shot a little bit, yeah. I don't really see that. But on the defensive end, he really helps them.
0: Definitely. Yeah, but well, he averaged more than 12 and 8. He can't beat that. No, no, he's – I think even – Even so, like they said, you said the pick and roll. But I think with Dwight, we're gonna be looking for that post up, um, limiting that. We don't want to put him in the post too much because he doesn't seem—not a knock on him, but it doesn't seem like he ever got too comfortable with with that. I mean, it's always been his most criticized, you know, part of his offensive game. He had all the work with what Akeem. um, He had the work with uh, Kareem, and it still seems like it's like he's not comfortable enough to do it. So that's the. You got to put him in situations where he can score a little bit easier
2: than that. But Jeremy is correct in terms of you know he may not necessarily fit, but you know just the fact that you know we got a star here in Atlanta because yes. we don't get too many of those given how much of a championship-starved city we are. So yeah. it's a lot of buzz, but it's also one of those things where it's almost like you know now that Cleveland won, now sort of that that you know that sports city without a championship without a championship, it's on us now. Yeah. So I think there's part of that with. Dwight yeah, yeah yeah I think what you say
3: with uh Jeremy was talking about Dwight's post game earlier and Eric uh it's a heck of a lot better than Zaza Pachulia's and Al Horford's <laughs> and you know the Hawks Hawks fans have been struggling for a big man for a long time so to finally get one that's like you know he might not be the best big man anymore in the game but he's definitely a guy that on most nights teams are trying to figure out how are we going to contain Dwight Howard? How are we going to stop him? Because, you know, the big man is such a dying position. Mm -hmm. So there's only, like, Andre Drummond and DeMarcus Cousins. That's it. And uh, other than that, every other team, how many more teams is that? 26? Yeah. 26 teams are going to be like, how can we contain Dwight Howard? That's going to be a big part of their game plan. And then you also got to, you know, that frees up Paul Millsap. That frees up the rest of the the guys. Unfortunately, um, I don't know how talented the rest of the team would be, but – you know, we got to wait for that. To we got to wait for completely. that.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, you got to look at it defensively because, you know, past two years, Tristan Thompson probably had more rebounds in one game than the Hawks got the whole series. And finally got somebody to put a big body on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if he don't score 20 and 10 like Shaq would want him to do, the fact being that he's going to get more than four rebounds, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's going to be huge. Cause you need somebody, at least some kind of enforcer in the lane that is somewhat intimidating. I know no knock on Horford mess up because honestly their numbers were great as far as protecting the rim. I mean, for what they did at their size, I think was remarkable. But it's now you need somebody who's actually like that—that that fearful. You don't want to go into. It's not so easy for LeBron like we saw him gliding in the lane, just smiling and mm-hmm. taking pictures on a layup. You know, like we saw that so many times the last two years yeah, <laughs> it was Kyle so Carver easy for was him. Getting in that poster, <laughs> Kyle Carver, he, hey, he was getting <laughs> he was out like the nine. way, man. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good on that one. So you think he's gonna? As far as him and Schroeder, how, how does how does that work? I mean, we know Schroeder's first year. What do y'all think about him and uh, transitioning to being a starter?
1: I could see uh, Schroeder. I've been saying it for years, that he has more upside than Teague. I've always felt he was as good as Teague, especially over the last two years. I mean, his jump shot wasn't shot as good as, as Schroeder, but, I mean, as Teague. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but as far as his upside, I think he has the potential to be a Rajon Rondo-type point guard or a guy who could average 14 and maybe eight or nine assists per game. But, I mean, he's still not the guy that's – going to be the score. He's not going to score 20 points per game. He's not going to be that single guy that's going to be able to take the Hawks and win, help them win 50 games. That's, that, that, two years ago when that worked, they had guys that could shoot. Mm -hmm. This year, this team doesn't really have the shooting ability. Like, you have Kent Baysmore probably playing the two. You have Torian Prince playing the three. I mean, where is your shooting going to come from? So, it doesn't, ma- it, it doesn't really matter what step Schroeder takes because he needs help. Yep. I mean, yeah. He's going to have Dwight Howard, but they still – one thing that they lack the other teams in the East have was that wing score. Uh, the Pacers have Paul Joyce, the, the Cavaliers have LeBron, of course. Um, and the Hawks still kind of lack that. So yeah. that's why I don't really think either Schroeder won't take that huge leap that we expect him to take and that – Dwight Howard won't really fit or be as successful as most people think he will be in Atlanta. Uh, I like the move.
4: Atlanta finally got a point guard that will drive in the paint hard every play, just like the Russell Westbrooks and Eric Bledsoe's versus the passive point guard that sometimes play aggressive when he just shoots up a floater when he should drive hard in the paint because the Hawks offense is just as good as the point guard. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, you know, previous point guard, you know, he can look up, the worst shot clock awareness ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I mean, even so, like, cause you saw, we know that Bud system so similar to to Pops, and so the fact that what made Pop system so great was Tony Parker. Like David just said, you need somebody that's gonna consistently penetrate. Like, it opens up everything. Like, Jeremy's saying is, the fact this time, I think, like, this year, like, we do have a lack of shooters, obviously. Um, but that would mean that shooter would just have to be more efficient. That's on him to be more efficient and get more of a mid-range type of, you know, arsenal to his game because he doesn't really have that yet. You know, so it's. I think that's everybody gets on his three-point shooting, and I understand that his two-point even shooting is not too. You know, it's not terribly bad, but you do want it to be a little bit more, more consistent. But that's going to be like the main area I'll be looking for him to take a leap in, just what type of scoring. But
2: you know. absolutely, that's yeah. a, that's just a type of you know that really is. You know, when you think about it, it really is just the type of, you know, like the type of league that the NBA has become. I mean, you know, back in the, you know, back in the, back in the days, you know, it was really just all about the big men. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's gone small, like, you know, like Rashad said. I mean, there aren't, you know, there really aren't that many, you know, great big men that come in the league. So, you know, you get that point guard, you know, you get that point guard that will, you know, be sort of like what David was talking about, like a west Russell Westbrook or an Eric Bledsoe, then absolutely. Yeah.
3: But do you really want Dennis Schroder as your point guard? That's the question. Here
0: it comes. Here, here it is. Because
3: <laughs> Dennis Schroder can be yep. stupid. That <laughs> Joker is stupid. He made some stupid mistakes, <laughs> and it's every night, every single night. This Joker just throw the ball away. He's like Josh Smith in a point guard body.
0: Oh, oh shoot! He, he's the... he's
3: he's a little better, a little better. I mean, but
0: do you not do you not attribute that to just age? I mean, I get it. he's coming off the. Yeah, base. he
3: is. He is pretty young, yep. but. But we said the same thing with Josh Smith. We did. You know? it's like, oh, wait till he gets older. He's only 17. He's only 18. He's only 19. He's only 26. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, like, so Dennis, I I don't don't really trust Dennis with the keys. I mean, you know, he could go out and he could become a better player. Yeah. But it's just as far as that maturity goes and just like, you know, he makes a lot of stupid decisions. I don't know if I want the future of my uh, point guard position in, in his hands.
0: I think that's why it seems like you were so reluctant. Seems like you were a Teague guy, oh, yeah. like because yeah. you wanted at least some type of veteran, a little bit less. I mean, Teague was a safer choice. Schroeder is definitely a little bit more. You're taking a risk here, but you know, high risk, high you know, high returns. So, like, yeah.
1: yeah, true. Um, who do you think has more guts?
3: Oh,
0: Schroeder by far.
3: Teague or Schroeder?
0: I'm giving Schroeder by far.
3: I think people really discredit Jeff Teague for what this man. Jeff (laughs) Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Teague has had some cold blooded moments. The only thing that the difference between Shooter and Teague is that Shooter is so stupid. He he jump into a fight before he even think about it. He just, "Oh, I, but fight. Oh, that? I got." But don't you want that?
0: Don't you want that your point guard? No, I, I, I want to fight. I want the 90s again. I,
3: I don't want someone that that doesn't think before he does it like T thinks, Shooter doesn't.
0: I don't think you T is Yeah, think too much. That's a, exactly. Who's the SMB, toughest point guard at? in the NBA? Huh?
3: Who is the toughest point guard in the NBA?
1: CP3, right? Oh, the toughest Westbrook, Westbrook, Westbrook for Between sure. Between Westbrook and CP three, Westbrook and CP three. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. far as tough, both guys goes. have guts. Oh yeah. Dennis Schroeder's cut from that
0: same call. I agree with that. We so, saw him in, We saw I him was, going to Boston. He might have played bad, but we saw him going to Boston, and, I, and he didn't look like he was that fearful. He looked like he like embraced. Being there, right. in the Garden, even though he did not play well the first yeah. time he went to Boston. Yeah. But, yeah. Still, you saw, I, yeah, yeah. but still, you saw him wanting to, like, he was giving the effort that I want to take on this challenge here. Because the Garden is no joke, man. They are coming at you hard. Because so. he's, he's stupid. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's like they're
3: booing him, so he sees it as a challenge. I have gar- to take on the whole Westbrook does the, does the same thing. All the toughest does. point guards, they oh, love Westbrook that. is
0: talented. Yeah, enough to get away. You know, I get it. I understand that. T- you know, shorter stairs, a long,
1: long but, way to go. There, I mean, but. that kind of attitude, you can improve your game because you're you're so intent on defeating the opponent that you're gonna work hard and you're gonna outwork everybody. And mm-hmm. I would rather have somebody who's gonna go in there. I don't care what these people say; they can't beat me. I would rather have somebody have that mentality than somebody with a lot of brains. Is like. Okay, I gotta overanalyze every situation. Yep. Yeah, like Peyton Manning, that's yep. what that's what happens with Peyton Manning. He gets to the playoffs and he overanalyzes everything, and he just kind of overanalyzes himself out of being ready. Yep. Tom Brady, on the other hand, just has guts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he a, might that's not be good. as talented, but he just his guts and his
0: intensity to win is why he's a little bit
1: better than Peyton. Manning.
0: Good analogy. So next up, then let's talk about Duncan. Tim Duncan retired. After what nineteen seasons, just a little bit short of Kobe twenty, but how do y'all feel about Duncan's career, man? If you could, it's hard to even bring it all into. Are you sleep? Are you asleep over there because it's, he's falling asleep because it's Duncan? <laughs> 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 you falling asleep because it's Duncan, man? How do y'all feel about Tim Duncan? We've all watched him our whole, pretty much, practically our whole lives, man. So, y'all gotta miss Duncan that much or what?
2: Let me just say this, just for the record, about Red Duncan. Let me uh, Red Duncan. You talk about players of this generation, and people say, some people say Shaq. Some people say Kobe. Some people will even go all the way back, and they'll say Kevin Garnett. Some will say LeBron. A few may, a few even may say Kevin Durant. Let me put this right out there right oh, now, read boy. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan is the player. Of this generation, he may not have got the flashy highlights. He may not have got the Sports Center highlights. He may not have got all the endorsements. But what's his nickname? The Big Fundamental. Yeah. What did he do? He won five championships and probably won and probably should have won six, six if it weren't for somebody by the name of Ray Allen. So. <laughs> I, I never forget. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, <laughs> and, and I know someone who's a pretty big Spurs fan, so that was heartbreaking. Yeah. But yeah, he's the player of this generation.
0: Anybody look? My thing is about Tim Duncan is. Because people took away from the personality there that we, we didn't see it enough, right? So every fan here in America, we love to have our favorite player. We want them to be marketable, and I don't even know what that means anymore, being marketable. Because a guy like this, who's never got in any kind of trouble, always was professional, came and did his job and led his team. I think one thing about him was underrated was how much of a leader he was because everybody pointed to Pop, but you saw how emotional Pop was at the press conference of his retirement, and you saw how much he's going to miss him. And I think a lot of that is just like Pop was able to delegate a lot of responsibilities to Duncan to watch over everybody. I mean, Tony Parker doesn't become the player he is without Tim Duncan. Manu Ginobili, a lot of these guys, they learned from him. They looked at him as that guy. So I think – and, you know, to a point, Akeem, I, I feel you. What you're saying about him being a player of this – because we we assume Kobe, right? We automatically say Kobe is because Kobe's mm. like Jordan. Kobe's got five rings. So I get he's a – what – third all-time score, so I get it. I understand Kobe has all that, but Duncan has a, a definitely an argument. I mean He's the greatest power forward of all time. We cannot yeah. deny that. Hands down. Yeah, hands down, we can't deny that. So I definitely think years from now, I think people are going to appreciate him more than at the moment, not right now, because first of all, we know KD took over the summer, so people are not going to be able <laughs> to really give Duncan his true, you know, his, his just due, but I think years from now, we'll be like, man, we're going to miss this dude. Like, this was a treasure for sure.
1: Um, as far as the player of the our generation is definitely Kobe. Um, <laughs> it's 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 close, but only oh. because of cl- Kobe's cachet and Kobe's because that's what this generation loves: cachet and swagger and mm-hmm. championships and winning. That's Kobe. But as far as you know, close second. I mean, I don't think a generation has had two basically generational players like this, where Tim Duncan. Is basically the quiet version of Kobe, but the one thing we can say we can say that about Tim Duncan that we can't say about Kobe is that he's the greatest in his position of all time. Like that's not that's True. not even questionable. And the fact that he retired like he did, that was the most Tim Duncan thing mm-hmm. that could have happened. So I, I get where you're coming from, McKean, but I've always like nobody grows up and says they want to be like Tim Duncan. A lot of people <laughs> should, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all want we all tend to, you know, look to Kobe and that's that's what I kind of define as the player of a generation is when you have players coming out with skill sets that fit what Kobe did. Nobody learns to do what Tim Duncan did. I mean Carl Anthony Town kinda has a similar skill set. He but, does seem like, yeah, yeah. But Tim Duncan has was he's like 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 Eric said, he will be appreciated more after he's, you know, had a few years out of the game.
4: Yeah, Tim Duncan, in my opinion, he's the best player since Jordan.
0: And why, and how come? And why we go ahead and say why? Hey, look at his resume, never missed the playoffs. Yeah. Five championships.
1: Al Horford has never missed the playoffs.
0: (laughs) Don't do that. He's gone. All right. He's gone now. We talked about moving on. (laughs) More final
4: MVPs than Kobe. You know, in my opinion, that weighs more. Final MVPs versus regular season MVPs. Yeah, that finds your legacy.
0: Devil, I mean, just devil's advocate. So a lot of people are going to say what about Duncan, that it was a system. A lot of people might bring that into question when they're comparing to Kobe, that there are some years there Kobe might have not had the same talent as Duncan. And Duncan was fortunate enough to have, what, Popovich, probably the, in my to me, top three best coach of all time. Maybe I think he's better than Phil, honestly, but you can't base it off rings in that regard. But still, he had one of the greatest coaches of all time. He had a, a an ownership that constantly put in good talent around him, like year after year after year. So you got to put that into question too. Some there was their years there in Kobe where people, and this is another thing with Kobe. People say it was his fault he ran off people who didn't want to play with him. Correct. Yeah. So hmm. then that's another argument you can make that it was actually his fault why he didn't have talent around him. So I mean, yeah, either or. It doesn't. It's hard to compare the two, but we do know for sure both of them. We, it's not going to be the same without having those two type of competitors, man. And, like, I think – I forgot who said it, but Duncan was a – he was just as much as a competitor as Kobe. Like, he just was quiet about it, but he was just as, you know, like fierce and all that type of – so definitely got to miss that. Um, hey, uh,
3: get my two cents in about Tim Duncan. Oh boy. <laughs> all right, Uh-oh. so uh Duncan uh, – I mean, it's, it's definitely – it's just going to be weird next year, you know. Um You grow up with these guys, and, like, that's how you know you're getting old. Like, Vince Carter's <laughs> – still playing somehow tracy mcgrady's (laughs) been retired for a minute iverson's been retired for a minute and Shaq's get got his jersey retired he's in the hall of fame so is iverson like so it's just gonna be weird to see the nba without tim duncan and all those guys and then all the new guys all the young guys are now not new anymore they're like veterans and stuff now kevin durant Alice Horford. Um, <laughs> <laughs> had to get but, that in there. Yeah, yeah, but, 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 but you know, like. And shots. <laughs> the when, when I talk about, you know, people, you know, I made the joke about them being born earlier. But I remember one of the most exciting NBA games I saw was, like, in the playoffs a few years ago mm-hmm. with San Antonio and Phoenix. And I think it went to, like, three overtimes. Yeah. And Tim Duncan hit, like, a three. Like, a, like, some off-balance three, just a heave at, like, the buzzer. And he hit it with like 0. 0.8 seconds left, and I'll, I'll always remember that game. So that's one thing I'll remember from Tim Duncan, and also just you know being a part of that NBA culture.
0: Definitely, y'all. I, you know what? Another thing though is it's funny how quick we forget. Well, we I guess we had to forget Derek Fisher's so, uh, last second shot, with 0.4. Oh yeah. But the shot oh, yeah. before that was Duncan making yeah. a ridiculous exactly. like. Yeah. Fall away, one handed, like three pointer, and it's like we owe that could have won them. That, that was it right there, and then Fisher didn't went ahead and did that. But you brought up KD. Yeah. We gotta talk about KD, man. Oh, definitely. So KD oh, going go to go say, go also, ahead, man. Somebody, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tracy
3: McGrady, yeah. Hey, Ray Allen took Tracy McGrady's ring too. Never forget. Oh yeah,
0: he did. He did. He was on the bench, like yeah, just crying. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about KD, man. What are y'all first start when it first broke? And first, wait, wait, first, even before that, did anybody have a feeling? See, that's what I'm looking at. Did anybody have a feeling? Because we got somebody in here who who obviously knew and didn't want to share with the rest of us, but knew that KD was going to go to Golden State, the team who just kicked him out?
1: Yeah. I called it uh, the night they lost. (laughs) I was saying that uh, it made too much sense. Uh, He fit too perfectly into their system. He's Harrison Barnes. But with a jump shot, wow! And actual basketball skill, wow! Oh, wow. He's not as good as defender. He's a little bigger. Um, yeah. Did I you just, think it, that
0: meant? You think that after the three one lead, anybody come on? Everybody, even you, might have called it at that point. But three one, none of us saw him going there. I think to Golden State, man. Yeah. Somebody who just beat you in that way, and and what we saw Andre Iguodala say what yesterday, two days ago, that the Thunder were the better team. Like, as far as the playoffs go, they were the best team in the playoffs. They should have won the whole thing. And I actually I couldn't agree. What did they do to the Spurs? Blew them out. What were they doing to the Golden State Warriors? Blowing them out. Russell Westbrook was taking on the challenge with Steph. We all wanted to see that. and he took. So we thought, all right, this was enough. I thought this was enough for KD to come back. Let us know where you're going to leave this. And you got a young team, pretty much the bench. You know, and then you have Steven Adams, who everybody saw take a big step there. And he's only, what, 22, 23, like we were – we were talking about that, Stephen Adams. I did not know he was that young, so I thought this is no way that he would lead this. You got Victor Oladipo coming in, so I think Presti was trying to give him some reassurance that we're making the right moves for you to stay, and he was just kind of tired of it. You know, like this was for him. This was his LeBron moment, even though it was to me, it's not the same because LeBron didn't he didn't leave Cleveland and join Boston. You know what I mean? So it's kind of different. You're joining a team that's already established. They don't need any more help. I I laugh when I heard, I, I I think it was Draymond or recently said that you know they don't mind getting you know why would you turn the player like this down you know they weren't we weren't able to get over the hump uh, this year so we come back stronger you know but the way he said it was kind of like like they needed some type of help and I was like yo you don't need any help the rest of the NBA is scared of you every night they're blowing y'all blowing everybody out so how much help do you really need but um, for Katie I think for a while man it's gonna take people to even even if he wins, I don't think he's ever going to get that credit. You're yeah. playing with the two greatest shooters of all time. How much credit do you really you expect us to give you? So um, I
1: mean, you said it earlier when you said Russell Westbrook, uh, and they were up 3-1, that in the closing moments of that game seven, shouldn't have got to a game seven first true, of all. True, shouldn't have gotten true, that far. True. But those closing minutes of that game seven, Russell Westbrook completely lost his mind. <laughs> After that, Kevin Durant kind of looked at the situation and he was saying, "Well, I can't win with this guy. So I'm going to go with the most ball-sharing team, mm-hmm. the best ball-sharing team in the league." Go to the Warriors. Yeah, That's yeah. their culture. Yeah. So it just it just made too much sense and
0: do you think he, you think he part of him didn't want to be didn't want to have that pressure anymore. He was tired of cuz you think sometimes he felt like he was getting blamed that was that wasn't deserved. Does anybody feel like he got – that's why he kind of left too? Because it was – every summer we look at KD. Uh, why didn't they take him further? You know, what is wrong with him? What is wrong with his game that he can't get this team to the, he to the championship? He definitely got
1: pressure now. Yeah, and
0: he's got – that's what I was getting to. It's like now I feel like he's actually brought more pressure on himself than, than he left. I think he was trying to get less pressure on the court, but now you got more pressure than ever. But what do y'all, how do y'all say
1: in it now compared to last year where Russell Westbrook was yeah. dominating the ball.
2: I mean, with the whole thing involving you know, involving Kevin Durant, I mean I was following this, you know, up to the minute and I always for some okay, Jeremy, you called it. You said that he was gonna go to Golden <laughs> State, so I gotta, gotta give you props, man, for that. But I still believed for a long time. I still believe, like you said, because that was the best team. Oklahoma City was the best team for a lot of the for a lot of the playoffs, and not only were they the best team, they were peaking at the right time. It was one of those issues where they were peaking at the right time, and sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes in sports, you don't necessarily have to be the best team, but if you're the team, we see it in the NFL all the time. If you see if you're the team that is peaking at the right time, you're probably going to win the championship. And it looked like everything with Oklahoma City was going in the right direction. So for him to leave was was stunning and especially going to of all teams golden state i could not believe it but i'll tell you one thing i'll tell you this right now i know one set of fans that are very that were very happy to see kd leave Seattle Sonics fans. Oh, they were happy.
0: Oh, I forgot about them. I'm like the, the the last two of them. I, how are they doing, man? <laughs> Seattle. They they're struggling, man. They're still trying to get their team. I know, right? No, but Katie, the struggle I mean, is real
2: with ups in Seattle. For
0: real, it's, But even even so, I don't look. I get it. As far as at this point, you have to win a ring, right? Tenth year. Like I get that pressure upon yourself is you got to get a little selfish. He told whatever they said. He told Westbrook that this is something that he wanted to do. I think part of him felt like he's like he's always sacrificed a part of him or, or there was some part of him that he he wanted to be out there, I think a couple of years ago to me. The way he said it was like that he stayed along that extension he he maybe signed the first time, he might have thought about leaving that first time then when he had the when he had the chance to. Um but now he felt like I gotta be a little bit selfish now because this this has already ran its course. Um, you know, I think losing Harden it's gonna be what I remember the most about this whole thing, man. Because now this brings pretty much y'all know this brings an end to the that you know that Thunder era. This is like closes the chapter, man. And it's this thirty for thirty. We're gonna see like five or ten years from ten years from now. It's gonna be like you know so fun to watch because this could I don't know how they not get a ring out of this. Like I cannot believe that you had three players who were top. I guess you Harden at the time. You say top twenty players. You had three players in the top twenty. That did not get a ring, and they were all just about getting to their prime. They were almost in their prime and you couldn't keep them together, man. So that that's just what when KD left, I thought about that. Like this is the end of this is the end of that whole chance there.
2: And not only that, but it's gonna be very tough. Like you said, it's gonna be very tough. What's gonna make it even worse for Oklahoma City is that they're not gonna attract free agents the yeah. way other cities will, because it's very difficult to actually convince an NBA player, especially If they're not winning, it's difficult to convince them to play in Oklahoma City when you got New York, when you got Mm -hmm. Chicago, when you got LA, when you got Miami, when you got Boston, when you got all these teams and all these (laughs) bigger cities and flashier markets. It's going to be difficult to to attract players to Oklahoma City. They're going to be what Sacramento has become.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah. And and you can't just use having Westbrook as your only. Asset because to attract people to come because I don't think that's going to be enough Wait, so that's what that they the too? and he's about to lead. yeah so he's about to lead. so what do you guys think he might end up where do you think he sh- if he could because he can't really dictate where he goes obviously right but where do you think he would fit in the best Minnesota Minnesota <laughs> you want to see him in Wiggins here's why okay go ahead
1: they're young they're talented and they're close to peaking they, they also have leader. five point guards <laughs> that's what they trade. Uh, Rubio, you got Chris Dunn, you got draft picks. Trade them. You don't need them. You don't need that many point cards. You get Russell Westbrook, he's the last piece that kind of closes everything together and brings you into a, a, being able to compete with the Golden State.
0: or. So you think they finish top six? I think they finish top six without Westbrook right now. What? No. To, no, um, come on. Chris Dunn what? is special. What? Chris Dun- look, I like Chris Dunn, too. I get it, but he's still a rookie, man. Yeah, I, I get better. it. Special. Yeah, 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 he is special. I, yeah, I like him. I ain't got no shooters. Top six. That's very true. You, you got to get top ten
1: first. I mean, the name off teams in the West right now that that uh, you just you would think that are just Golden Ben's
3: State, the Clippers. I <laughs> got you. Golden State, the Clippers. Who else you got? You got uh, San, Antonio. San Antonio. Memphis. Memphis
0: mm Dallas. mm Memphis. You no know, Dallas? Me- Memphis Utah is all Utah is going to make a leap to me this year. Utah. You, Utah team, you, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Decline you, decline you know. Utah was on borderline playoffs like a couple of years ago. I remember that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And um, Portland. Portland. So that's six. LA. No. Jeremy's not I, he's he's impressed. The Clippers? <laughs> I, I said Clippers. He said Clippers. Yeah.
0: Six. Did we say Dallas? Yeah, I already said yep. Dallas. You got Carlisle as a coach. You always got a chance. Six. You see what I mean? Nah, nah, is nah, not as strong as it was last yeah, year. You yeah, Got Houston. Denver. Yeah, Denver's
3: deep.
0: Denver's young, and they're yeah, they got a chance there. I, have I, have put, a, I put I put Denver over Calvin Minnesota. Player?
3: Nah, they don't have a star, but they got. I a wouldn't want to see
0: the thing. is, I wouldn't want to see Westbrook at a young team, though. I just I, I think at this point, you, the most ready. Somebody okay. We always know Dallas is always desperate for a point guard, which I don't think they're gonna ship him there. But who would want him as who needs that position more than anybody? you know we've seen Dallas. There's a revolving door of point guards who come through there. So I think they would probably go after him first. Uh, But I understand this whole Boston thing everybody's talking about, which I guess Boston has like, I mean, how many players does Boston have? Like forty players. Like how how many people can they trade every time I turn on Twitter? It's like yo, they've got assets to just trade like just crazy, and I don't I don't get that, but. I saw Jalen Rose bring up a good point about him going to San Antonio. Now, Pop and Westbrook, <laughs> the headaches that Pop might get, Mm-mm. that he thinks, Pop thinks he gets headaches, but well, you see him go off on Tony Parker at times. we seen him get mad at you. I mean, how bad would it be with Westbrook as them trying to mesh? Because even though I'm saying it hey, might you,
4: be good. Ain't fine playing for a championship coach We go there. Yep. Oh, yeah, Billy Donovan, uh, Scott Brooks. Mm-hmm. Those coaches ain't got no rings. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> probably what he, he needs. Probably respect Yeah, that's another thing.
3: No, Coach Donovan got a couple.
4: The NBA got true.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, King.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. But um, on the on Pop Westbrook, Pop don't Pop is probably not gonna deal with you know what Westbrook because you know Westbrook has you know he has his moments where he can be a little bit of a ball hog and a diva. Mm-hmm. He has those moments and I, and that's not that's not the way that the San Antonio Spurs have built their championships. So it, you know them to mention I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Like, you know, it could be, you know, I'm not entirely sure about it, but hey, like I said, playing for a championship coach can't be wrong. You can't be wrong. And I
0: think now pop they're going to be looking for because I don't know if they had the replacement they thought they did and LaMarcus I mean, LaMarcus was supposed to be Duncan's replacement, obviously, and he completely vanished in the playoffs last year. I mean, I did not – he had one 30 point game, and it, it was downhill in the Thunder series. Like, he just wasn't there. So, I think Pop is also going to be looking for somebody who's going to be a little bit more aggressive and, and kind of inspire – because right now you don't have that one player that's going to inspire everybody. Like, no offense to Tony and them, but there's not that one guy he can rely on to say, I need you to, to take it – you know, I need you this game. Like, I can give you the ball. I need you to take us home this game. But, I mean
3: –
1: Kawhi Leonard's kind of becoming that guy. I mean, he's not the personality or the aggressive mentality you're talking about. He's yep. not he's not a Russell Westbrook, but as far as his what he's, his skill said, I would have him in the top 5 players in the NBA overall right now. I def-
0: I got him top 8. But I, uh, the thing about Kawhi though is that there are still times that Pop has to has to push him to want to pu- we've seen that where he has to actually make him want to score more. Because, but I, but this year he did, Kawhi took a leap and he seemed more aggressive. But there were times still, Pop had to make him actually want, get out of his shell because he's naturally, he's a reserved guy. You know, he just wants to like do his job, play in the background a little bit, but he still wants, you know, he wants to contribute and all that. But I think you have Westbrook or Kawhi, man. I, I would I would love to have both of them. You know, like that's, that's a good mesh there. Those personalities right there. Um, I think it would work. But him going to San Antonio, as far as coaching wise, would be. I can understand that, uh, Brad Stevens. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if Brad can reel him in. Like, like, like. Uh, David was saying. I think you got to have that. You got to have those rings, man, to to have that respect from players now. Maybe Al a coach. No, definitely. Uh, as far as summer league, everybody's been watching it. Who Who you guys been impressed with this summer league? I already know who I'm gonna say, but who you guys been most impressed with? Uh...
3: Well, I mean, I don't know if I'm impressed by them. I think they're supposed to be that good because they're bringing back pretty much their regular team. But the Lakers are, like, really impressive this summer league
0: Can I understand something about the Lakers? Why do they act like this is a regular season game when – when D'Angelo Russell hit that three, uh, and they went bananas in there, like, you Did see, Yo. like, the,
3: the security was horrible, because the first person to <laughs> touch saw. D'Angelo Russell was Jordan Clarkson. I saw that. He's not on the team. And then his dad jumped on the floor, and his dad was wearing just, like, a random, like, USA jersey, and he was, like, dabbing him up. And I was like, where's the security? That's what we'll be doing summer league, but, yeah.
2: I think security is, like, they're Lakers fans, too, man. They yeah, don't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're just with it, man. It's um, all they got nowadays. <laughs> it's all they got nowadays. They can't win. They can't win in the regular season, so they might as well oh, celebrate summer got... league. <laughs> and then they got eliminated from that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: they the regular team with summer league and still rough. got eliminated. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Kind of that. laughs> you know, yeah, I think I. I, mean, I got too much of a bias, but I really like Tyler Ulis. I don't. I, I really like Tyler Eulis Uh, just I'm always for the small, the little guy, man. But he's been playing spectacular, and He looks just like a – David knows I'm like the biggest CP fan, but he looks just yeah, like a young Chris Paul out there the way he's been playing. So I'm pretty – his poise and everything, I'm pretty impressed with him so far. But, yeah, definitely. Anybody else?
1: I've been really impressed with Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn, um, he showed off his, you know, Kyrie Irving-like handles, and he's bigger than Kyrie. He's a little more athletic than Kyrie. So I really think he could eventually be uh, – Maybe top three point guard, yeah. top ten he player overall been. in the next few years. He's he's one to watch.
0: What about Ben Simmons?
4: Yeah, I like Ben Simmons. He's impressive. I like his passing, and I think they'll carry well to the regular season. I like to see him shoot more, but you know, they finally got some a point guard on the floor in Ben Simmons, which they needed for years. Cause they looked like a chicken
1: with their head cut off for the past <laughs> couple of years since Drew left. I mean, people say Ben Simmons kind of has a relaxed attitude, but I, I really think the game is just so easy to him that he doesn't really have to be all intense because it's – I mean, they criticize him for making it look easy, but he makes it look easy mm-hmm. because he's so good, but I don't really –
0: That's the same thing we loved about Jordan. Did We not all love Jordan because he made it look easy. Exactly. I mean, you know, I know he had that intense personality, but still. It's like LeBron came in with the same – Rob made it look so easy. He scored, what, his first game in Sacramento, we remember he balled out, and it was like he was 18 years old. And it's like, you want to see that. Like, this is what he's been, this is pretty much what he's born to do, man. This is what they feel like. Like, this is what they do. So, naturally, I'm not mad at Simmons, his personality. That's who he is. Be who you are.
3: Old dude from my UNC light-skinned point guard, the one that hit the shot in the national championship. Uh, What's his name?
0: Wait, UNC point guard. Yeah, you Marcus, Marcus, Marcus Page. Yeah, Marcus Page. Yeah. Yo, I
3: saw Marcus Page play last night, and like, dude, in the fourth quarter, they said he was struggling all summer league. But that fourth quarter came in, and it was a close game. He he took his team home. I forgot who he's playing for, but, hey, <laughs> like that dude is clutch, man. Like you can say whatever you want about him as a as an NBA prospect, but he was the same way at UNC. So, you know, shouts out to Marcus Page.
0: Definitely and Hawks Hawk Summer League, you guys been Torian Prince. Tor- <laughs> yeah, Torian Prince, nice. Uh even with Torian, like I know I know we see the the similarities with Damari. Uh, you think he might he has a higher ceiling than Damari? Yes, he has yes. okay. the ceiling of Kawhi
1: Leonard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh Kawhi okay. Leonard He <laughs> reminds me of Kawhi Leonard when Kawhi Leonard played at San Diego State. I watched him play. Really? at least 15 games a year because they were undefeated. Mm. And I watched Baylor, for some reason, the last two years a lot. So I got to see him and I see the comparisons. Like It's like they're the same person. They have the same kind of attitude. They're the same size. They both have the same struggles coming out of college. So if Bud can kind of teach him some of the Spurs ways that they kind of brought it out of Kawhi, I can see him turn into a Kawhi Leonard
3: type player in the next few years.
0: You think he's going to get a lot of playing time this year? Anybody? What does everybody think? It. You doubt it? Uh, I mean, go ahead. go
3: ahead. I think the Hawks pretty much drafted this year Josh Childress and Damari Carroll 2.0 because they both look like them and they both play exactly <laughs> like those guys.
0: That fro's got to go, man. I don't know who said it because it's Atlanta, it is, Atlanta got plenty of barbers here. I got barbers for him, man. When I see him, I'm gonna get, I got a lot of numbers to give him. I love the fro. I love the fro. Marketing. Market. Market, So it's like the eyebrow. Work like, for Ben like Wallace. The there you go. He's bringing back the Wallace. That's true. Was His, <laughs> he is what's unkept. He went and got it shaped up like it's, it's,
1: it's staying. <laughs> Come on, man. Get rid of it.
0: Well, as long as he does
2: something for the team, I don't mind. If it, if it works for him, then go ahead. We, we don't mind. Ankle socks. He, he can have the swag, fro though. and the Dennis Rodman type hair bit if he does something for the team.
0: I want to see that color fro like that, that'd be wild
2: Oh man A blonde fro (laughs) Oh man (laughs) man. Commercials galore
0: Man, so first episode here of the A-League, y'all Man, this was exciting right here We got plenty more to come Uh, Everybody keep tuning in This is going to be posted all around Facebook, Twitter Uh, Individually we'll all be posting it as well people. So you guys will be able to, listeners, you'll be able to find it At pretty much any venue, any website, any outlet Um So you guys keep listening. We'll be back again next Saturday. This is the A-League. We out. See
1: you,